On episode 315 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got a first look at Labo VR, a tease for Persona 5R. Let's show some love to the lesser known indies and a giveaway on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Yeah! Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Scott R. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. I'm going to try not to do this too much, everybody, but... I've got a new podcast that I want you guys to check out. It's called StadiaCast. It is all about Google Stadia, and you can check it out by going to anchor.fm slash StadiaCast, or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Uh, it's me and Lloyd, who is the host of Nintendo Pulse. We got excited about Stadia and decided that we wanted, excuse me, to, we wanted to start a show about that. Um, so if you want to check that out, it would really mean a lot to us if you would, uh, head on over there and subscribe right now, we're having trouble getting it on all of the places. It takes forever sometimes for a podcast to get approved on Apple and then all the other places wait for Apple to approve a podcast. So we're, we're, we're kind of in like this limbo zone, but if you have, if you use, um, you know, like a different podcasting uh, client, you can add the uh, the RSS feed uh, directly to your podcasting client for most of them, and that'll start the download. Uh, but you can also just listen to it at the site. Um, again, it's called StadiaCast. That's S-T-A-D-I-A Cast. Uh, make sure you check that out, and uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna be recording that on Sunday. The next episode is actually gonna be recorded. Uh, a week from tomorrow. So that will be on Sunday. The do, 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 I can't remember. I'm clicking on it. Uh, March 31st at 10 a.m. Uh, and we're going to be live streaming that over at uh, the StadiaCast YouTube channel, uh, which is you uh, will just go to YouTube and search for StadiaCast. Anyway, let's talk about Nintendo stuff. When it comes to space games, nobody compares to Atari. Excuse me, have you compared them to Intellivision? Intellivision? Sure, they've got great space games, like Intellivision Space Battle. I didn't know. So back in December at the Game Awards, I think it was the Game Awards. Yeah, at the Game Awards, uh, Nintendo surprised the hell out of everybody by showing off that Joker from Persona, who I don't know who that is. I just know that he's from that game because I haven't played the Persona games. Uh, but Joker from Persona is going to be in Smash Brothers. And this was really surprising to a lot of people, myself included, because Persona 5, the game that Joker is famous for being in, is not on the Nintendo Switch. So fast forward a little bit, and we ended up um, getting some leaks about something called Persona 5R. There was a... Uh, Persona 5, or no, it was P5R.JP, uh, and that was a Persona website. And people were like, oh my goodness, so we're getting some kind of Persona 5 
reboot or some kind of Persona 5 remake or something like that. Uh, but what it actually stands for is The Royal, um, which is surprising. I, a lot of people were also guessing that it was Persona 5 Ruby. And a lot of people, myself included, figured, all right, well, we're getting Persona 5 R. That means that that's going to have the Switch version because it makes perfect sense. Joker is now going to be uh, the first, um, well, I can't say the first DLC for uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate because we got Piranha Plant. Uh, but other than Piranha Plant, he's the first DLC for uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. And... I mean, that means they have to bring Persona 5 to the Nintendo Switch. Otherwise, what the hell are they doing? And then Atlas, which is the company that makes the Persona games, they said, uh, we've got something happening in March. So by the end of March, we're going to reveal something. Uh, And then yesterday, or no, today, actually, I can't remember when the hell it happened. It was either today or yesterday. I'm not sure because I was busy. Uh, But I think it was today. Uh, Earlier today, uh, Persona 5 R, there's like this 45 second uh, clip uh, announcing uh, Persona 5 R, the Royal, and it has like a new character in it. And everybody's watching and watching and waiting for that, you know, the red and the white thing to come down and go, uh, the the Nintendo's uh, Switch sound to happen. And it didn't happen. And people are like, wait a second, where is Persona 5R for the Nintendo Switch? And Atlas isn't saying anything, and Nintendo isn't saying anything, and that's what happens when you assume. When you assume, you know what they say about what happens when you assume. Just break that break that, that word up into three parts. When you assume, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, does this mean that Persona 5R is not coming to the Switch. No. But, so far, we don't know what's happening. Uh, Maybe they weren't ready. Maybe they're having trouble getting it to run. A lot of people have said that that is a beautiful, beautiful video game. And maybe they're having trouble getting decent frame rates and they have to delay it or something. Or maybe it was never the plan to bring it to the Switch. Maybe, and as somebody who's not played Persona 5, I don't know if this is the case or not, but maybe Joker is the uh, the lead character in Persona 6, and Persona 6 will be on the Nintendo Switch. Nobody knows, but I know that there was a lot of people who ha- were hedging their bets and watching the Persona 5R 45-second uh, little clip, and they were all a little crestfallen when there was no Nintendo Switch announcement. And all I have to say about that is, sorry that you got your hopes up, Um, I think that's too bad and cross your fingers that it happens in the future because all bets are off. And I, 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 I'm not trying to be spiteful or anything, but a part of me, a very, very small part of me almost hopes that they never bring persona five to the switch. If for no other reason than just, it would confuse and befuddle people about Joker being in smash but Joker's never been on a Nintendo console. That doesn't make any sense, and I agree. Although I don't really want that to happen because I want everybody to be able to play everything on the platform of their choice. So I don't really want that to happen. I just think it would be kind of funny. Uh, Anyway, 
Uh, so there's your Persona 5 not news. Hello, look. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, listen! Well, we finally got our first look, and when I say first look, pretty often I'm talking about a YouTube video that I posted to YouTube, but that's not the case. We didn't get that kind of first look. And for this particular stuff, you're probably not going to get a first look from me because I'm not personally interested in it. Um, but we got our first look at the Labo VR kit. Nintendo uh, released a video which kind of showed what is what what are the various games like that you get when you buy this kit. Now, before we go any further, I'm just going to make sure that everybody knows the prices. So if you want the VR kit expansion set one... Uh, that comes for $19.99, and that includes the components that you need to build the Toy-Con Elephant and the Toy-Con Camera, okay? Uh, expansion Set 2 also costs $19.99, and that one uh, gives you the stuff that you need to build the Toy-Con Wind Pedal and the Toy-Con Bird. And we're going to talk about all of these different things, but they've... They've really got some interesting stuff. Let's let's first first I want to talk about each one of the games that they showed off. Uh, so they started off with the ocean camera. Is it well? Actually, I don't know if they started off with it. I can't remember what order it was in, but that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the ocean camera, and that this is the Toycon camera uh, kit that you have to use in order to use the ocean camera game. Uh, so basically. Uh, what Nintendo says is you dive into the, the deep blue virtual sea and complete objectives by taking photos of sea life. The ocean is full of surprises. So I think that's kind of cool. I I don't know why Nintendo isn't leaning on Pokemon for the Toy-Con camera. It seems like, it seems like the obvious thing to do, but I don't know. Maybe that's why Nintendo's not doing it. Maybe Nintendo isn't interested in obvious. Maybe Nintendo only wants to do things that are bananas and weird. And of course, that's what Nintendo does. That's their uh, that's their soup of the day. Well, it's like their soup of the everyday, really, because that's just what Nintendo does. They always go for the weird. Uh, I, I personally would have liked to see a revival of Pokemon Snap using the Toy-Con camera. Now, that being said, just because we didn't see anything now for the Toy-Con camera and Pokemon doesn't mean that we won't in the future. It also, just because I'm mentioning that I would like it, doesn't mean that, that Nintendo gives a crap <laughs> what it is that I think is uh, a good idea or what's uh, 
maybe not a good idea. Uh, they're going to do what they're going to do, and that's something that we've learned from Nintendo over the years. Is they just Nintendo does what Nintendo does. Uh, but ocean camera, uh, you take the Toy-Con camera and you go underwater and you can take pictures of fish and stuff, and it looked kind of cool. The graphics looked decent. Um, they're not going for hyper-realistic, which is good because they've got a 720p screen, and uh, going hyper-realistic would be a really bad idea. It just wouldn't look right on the Switch. So I like that they've got these cool cartoon environments that they're going into. Uh, the next uh, thing that uses the Toy-Con camera is the house camera. They really have got to come up with more interesting names for these things. Uh, but the house camera uh, says, interact with the strange creature living in the house, which some people may recognize from the Lab Nintendo Labo variety kit and complete missions by taking photos in this mysterious home. So you kind of can mo uh, move around in this house and take pictures of things. Again, cool, I guess, not for me. Uh, and, and actually, I should back up and say that everything that I saw in uh, in this video seemed like it would be really, really awesome for kids and, and some adults. But for me, I'm just not interested. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't make it. If you're looking, if I'll, I know that there's a lot of people out there that look at um, Labo and Labo VR, and they they look at that and they say. Why is Nintendo wasting wasting time on this stuff? Well, the reason is, is because you're not their only customer. They have a lot of different customers. And Nintendo's always been about trying to reach as many people as they can rather than focusing on the people that they already have. And some may not like that about them, and others may really like that about them. I really like that Nintendo is making stuff for, for people who you know, generally don't get to do this stuff. If you look at PSVR, Oculus Rift, all that stuff, um, they all kind of list like 13 as the age where it's okay to start using VR. And I know that there's really no definitive answers about whether or not uh, that's, um, how do I want to phrase this? About whether or not that's, like there's no scientific reasoning behind it. It's just really... We don't know what using what extensive use of virtual reality does to the human brain or the eyes. And when when you're a kid and your neural pathways are still being written and you're still growing and your eyes are still developing and everything about your body is constantly changing, uh, exposing that to these stimuli which which may change how your eyes operate, like that would be a horrible thing. And we don't want to find out uh, later that, you know, heavy use of PlayStation VR or Oculus Rift or uh, HTC Vive, it, it, like that has screwed up your vision forever and you're going to walk around... <laughs> You're going to walk around like uh, like, uh, like all those people who wore glasses in The Jerk with Steve Martin. If you're not old like me, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil a wonderful, stupid, hilarious movie. Uh, but Steve Martin made this awesome movie back in the 80s called The Jerk. And 
there's a thing that happens with people who wear glasses in that movie and it's great. And you wouldn't want that to happen to you because you were using PSVR when you were like six years old. Uh, so Nintendo, you know, they purposely let left off like these straps and stuff to strap it to your head. And in their press release, they actually, and I know I've gone off on a tangent, and I'll get back to the games in a second, but in their press release, this is exactly what they said. They said, the VR mode should only be used by children ages 7 and older. Parents should restrict the display of VR mode for children 6 and under by accessing the in-game settings using the Google's, not Google's, the Goggles icon. Users can easily turn off the VR feature and use the included screen holder instead of the VR goggles to enjoy any of the included games and experiences in 2D. All right. So not only did they get that that age from 13 down to 7 uh, by making it so it's not constantly strapped to your head and you got to hold it up and chances are by the time that it would do any damage to your eyes or your brain or whatever, uh, your arms are going to get tired and you're going to want to put it down anyway. Like, I think that was a really good thing to do that. That ranks up there with Nintendo taking cartridges and, and spraying them with a bitterant so that, or maybe ingesting a bitterant into the plastic. uh, I don't know. So that if a kid picks up, a cartridge from a Nintendo Switch and puts it in their mouth, they're like, well, oh my God, that tastes terrible, and they spit it out. Uh, that's brilliant because the cartridges are so small. I really like what Nintendo's doing here. But in addition to making it so that kids aren't going to use it for an extended period of time, they also give you a way to turn off the VR stuff so you can still play these games. So like, if you live in a house with multiple kids of different ages... And like junior is 10, right? And that 10 year old is playing Labo VR kit all the time. And, you know, his younger brother uh, or younger sister is watching him play this. And and they're like, well, I want to play those games too. You can say, fine, go ahead. But we're going to make sure that you're not having these screens right up to your eyes because we don't know what that's going to do. Uh, So I, I like that Nintendo did that. Now, I went down a crazy uh, tangent, uh, went down a crazy rabbit hole. Let's get back on track and talk about the next set of games. So we talked about Ocean Camera and House Camera. Now I want to talk about Marble Run. Marble Run, it says, try to compete, I'm sorry, try to complete physics puzzles by using various objects to guide marbles through rings. You can even create puzzles of your own to challenge friends and family. So basically, this reminded me of these toys that I had when I was a kid um, because we didn't have portable video games. We had these really cheap toys where you would have a plastic thing and um, you it would be filled with water and there was like a little ball that you could... You would almost almost like pinball. You would pull a thing and it would shoot the ball up to the top. And then you had to kind of tilt this thing in your hand to get the ball back down to the bottom or to get it into a certain spot. And, you know, then you would show your brother and they'd say, give me that. I can do better than you or whatever. Um, It's kind of reminded me of that. 
Uh, this uses the Toy-Con elephant, and it's funny, none of the elephant, like, I don't know why they decided to go with an elephant as, like, I know they, they kind of have, like, a an animal theme going on here, but they went with this, <laughs> with the elephant, and neither of the games that use the elephant are elephant-themed, which I think is weird, like, maybe do a thing where elephants are like picking up trees with their trunks or something. But instead you're an elephant using, well, no, you're not even an elephant. You're just using the elephant thing with this weird trunk where you've got one Joy-Con in front of you, like close to your face. And the other one is like on a stick and you are just moving things around in this 3d place in order to, uh, make a path so that a ball can go from the top to the bottom. It's just so weird. Uh, Nintendo, stay weird, Nintendo. I just love that about you. Uh, then we've got another Toy-Con elephant game. And are you ready for the, the elephant theme? Well, too bad. No elephant theme. Uh, because this one is called Doodle. And you are creating colorful 3D artwork. Oh, my goodness. Somebody just drove by my house very quickly. Uh, so anyway, um, create colorful 3D artwork by moving the trunk of the Toy-Con elephant through the air using various in-game tools and styles to bring your creations to life. Once finished, show off your masterpieces on the TV by docking your Nintendo Switch. An additional multiplayer game lets you take turns drawing and guessing each other's drawing. Okay, that's kind of cool. I still don't know why it's an elephant, but... I'm willing to let that go and move on. Uh, this is kind of cool. I have seen some amazing things. Now, I don't have any VR stuff at my house. The main reason, I have a 10-year-old, and I don't think that I don't, I, I don't think it's it would be fair to him for me to have this ridiculously cool VR thing in the house and me say, nope, you can't touch it, especially because he loves video games. So we don't have any VR in my house, but I have seen like some videos of people who are playing in VR and they're, uh, I think it was on the Oculus Rift and they were painting in, in virtual reality. And this kind of does the same thing. And it's very, very cool. Uh, I loved what they were showing. I think that's really, really neat. And there's a lot of cool creative stuff that you can do. And that really kind of, that goes, it, hand in hand with all of this um labo stuff you know it's all about creating stuff which i really like uh now let's talk about the bird this is the one where you've got the bird's butt like right up against your face uh, i don't know who was in that meeting but they decided that you're going to fold a bird out of um <laughs> out of cardboard and then you're going to put your face up to its butt and then in the game, you're seeing it from like the just above the butt of the bird's view. So you, you can see the head of the bird and its wings kind of flapping in front of you as you're flying. Uh, so I don't know. It's weird, but that's OK. Uh, so the, <laughs> the game that uses the Toy-Con bird is, of course, called, wait for it, bird. Um <laughs> Hey, have you, have you heard the, the the news about that bird being a word? Uh, anyway, uh, so it, it's called Bird, 
And it just says, soar through the sky on a bird's back, collecting items and helping baby birds hatch along the way. Players flap the wings of the Toy-Con bird to fly and simply tilt it to turn. Okay, this seemed kind of cool. It, it reminded me a little bit of pilot wings. I think that you had to go and collect items because I, I watched this video three or four days ago. And honestly, I just got back from a Taekwondo tournament for my son and I should have rewatched the video before I sat down, but I, I didn't think about it. Um, so I think you go and you get food things and then you bring them to baby birds to feed them. I think that's the the point of the game. Uh, then there's Bird Dash. This one reminded me of Pilot Wings. Uh, bird Dash. This uses the Toy-Con Bird and the Toy-Con Wind Pedal. Uh, so let's take a second and talk about the Wind Pedal. The Wind Pedal is this thing. You put it on the uh, on the floor and you put your foot on it. And every time you, you step on it, a big cardboard fan uh, kind of flaps at you and gives you a breeze. So when you're playing this bird game, you can feel the air. This is so ingenious and weird, Nintendo. You can feel the air as you fly through, um, like the air is dusting against you every time you go a little bit faster because when you use the the wind pedal, your, your character in-game will go faster. Now, I almost wonder, like, how many Joy-Cons do you need for the wind pedal and the the Toy-Con bird to all be used at the same time? Does that require four Joy-Cons? I'm not sure about that. Um, that's interesting thought. Uh, anyway, let's see what it says. It says, uh, complete... My God, I can't read today. There's something wrong with my brain. Uh, compete in timed challenges by racing through checkpoints as you fly through the sky. The Toy-Con wind pedal is used in conjunction with the Toy-Con bird to deliver an extra boost of speed while also sending a surprisingly strong puff of air towards the player that enhances the sense of flying. So genius uh, that they did that. It's so weird. Um, now we're to the Toy-Con blaster. This is the thing that looks like a bazooka. I love what they did with this. Uh, you you um, chamber around in that game uh, with the Toy-Con blaster like you do with a shotgun. And then it's got like a little thumb trigger. So cool. Um, so this game is called Blaster. And it says battle an alien invasion and giant bosses in an on-rails experience that requires sharp reflexes and a keen eye. Of all the ones that I've seen so far, this one probably seems like the coolest for me. I'm still not going to buy it, though, because I don't want all this stuff in my house. Uh, and then another one that uses the blaster is Kablasta. Uh, it says, challenge a friend to competitive hippo feeding. So if you're thinking hungry, hungry hippos, yeah, hungry, hungry hippos. It's in instead of controlling the hippo by pushing down on the tail. And like, if you're not old like me, you may have never played hungry, hungry hippos. And, uh, you know, when you get kids, you should play it with them because it's a cool game. Um... But in that old game from the 70s, you hit the tail of the hippo and the head shoots out and grabs marbles that are like in this uh, tray in the middle. And you've got four hippos all trying to compete for who can collect the most marbles. Um, so for Kablasta, instead of controlling the hippo, you are using a gun to shoot fruit 
at the hippo. So uh, this is another thing that benefits from not having to put it and strap it to your head. You use it on your turn, then you hand it to your friend or your kid or your uh, parent or your sibling, and they use it. And you guys just kind of pass it back and forth and, and try and outdo each other for who can feed the most hippos uh, in the shortest amount of time, I guess, or using the smallest amount of ammo. I thought that one looked pretty fun. Uh, now we've got a second game for Toy-Con Wind Pedal. This is called Hop Dodge, and it's it's basically you are a frog, and you have to jump as high as you can on, <laughs> on an ever-growing stack of balls while avoiding obstacles and heading soccer balls. So you keep jumping up onto higher and higher stack of soccer balls, or maybe just other kind of balls, I'm not sure. And then when a soccer ball comes at you, you have to jump up and hit it with your head, which is very strange. This uses the wind pedal, so you stomp in order to uh, jump, and you also, uh, you know, the extra wind resistance from the wind pedal makes you feel like you're getting that breeze same thing as the uh as the bird game uh the bird dash game uh then we've got the vr plaza this one uses all of the different stuff so this one will probably come on both carts and it says enjoy 64 bite-sized games and experiences in vr plaza including platformers and puzzlers many of these experiences can be enjoyed using only the Toy-Con VR goggles and Nintendo Switch systems. So that's actually kind of cool. Uh, the, the other thing that is really important about this is the, I forget what it's called, Garage, kind of like Garage Band or Toy-Con Garage VR. Um, is this this tool, like the other, the other Toy-Con stuff came with a garage where you could make your own things, if that makes sense. Um, make your own like programs that has inputs and outputs and kind of teaches kids simple programming, like if then statements, that kind of thing, uh, which is good for helping kids, uh, figure out how logic works and, uh, troubleshoot the things that they want to do. So when I turn this knob on my cardboard thing, that's going to make the, the frog's eyes get bigger or something like that. Uh, so they do the same thing with the VR kit. You can basically make your own little VR creations using the tools that Nintendo has given us, uh, you know, be it the wind pedal, the blaster, the bird or the elephant or the camera. And I think that that's really cool. Now, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't want this stuff in my house. I'm not interested in having it in my house, but I know that there's people out there with young kids who, and this is a way for them to get creative. And in addition to getting creative and doing these fun games, the kids are also playing with a physical thing to build the little cardboard models. And they're learning to follow directions, which I think is really cool too. So I think that this is very, very awesome. If you've got young kids, it can also be awesome for people of any age, just I think it really shines if you've got young kids, but I am not interested in this for one reason and one reason alone. I don't want this stuff in my house. There's just too much stuff and it takes up too much room and my cats would just destroy it anyway. They'd be like, oh my God, cardboard. 
Cardboard is like, that's cat stuff. Thank you for buying me some cardboard stuff, human. Let me scratch the heck out of it. Uh, so it's not for me. Now, if you want to get the... So those were the two expansion sets that I listed off separately. Uh, if you want to get the VR kit, uh, it says available at a suggested retail price of $79.99. So that's the $80 one. It says the complete Nintendo Labo VR kit includes uh, the software... The materials to build all six projects, so that means the, the the goggles, the blaster, the camera, the bird, the wind pedal, the elephant, and as well as a screen holder, and it comes with like the plastic goggles that go in that actually takes what's on the screen and makes it two separate things so that you can uh, see things in three dimensions. Uh, also comes with a screen holder and other accessories. If you want everything, that's what you want to get. It's going to cost you $80. If you want to just get the starter set, then you can get the starter set and the blaster, and that's $40. The starter set comes with the VR goggles thing, the Toy-Con blaster, the screen holder, and other stuff. And then the expansion set gets you the, the... That's what I listed at the beginning of the story. So I think that VR kit... While there's many people out there who have said, this is not what we want from VR, okay, fine, then don't buy it. It's not for you. It's not for me. And that's okay. You know, get your PSVR, get your Oculus Rift, get your uh, HTC Vive. That's for you. This isn't what Nintendo had in mind. And I personally wouldn't want Nintendo to try and do what those other people are doing because the Switch doesn't have the screen or the power for it and it would just be a bad experience all around. If you're going to spend your time playing video games, why not play them on something that can also teach you about computing? Get a Commodore 64 or VIC-20. Well, holy cow, I talked about that Labo VR stuff for a really long time. I, I, am I recording right now? I am. Okay, I had to zoom in on my, on my podcasting stuff. Uh, I talked about that for a really long time, so I'm going to take the rest of the show and just junk it for today. Uh, I will talk about this next time, but just going to put a little bug in your ear so that you can think about this. I want to talk about games, indie titles that not a lot of people know about. And I've got two that are good examples. Horizon Chase Turbo, awesome racing game. Skies of Fury, really cool uh, World War I airplane combat game, dogfighting game. Uh, those are real two games that, I'm, you know, if I have time, I will talk more about those on the next episode. But I want to know what what are some awesome indie titles that you guys love that you feel like you know, like not a lot of people know about. So not Stardew Valley, not Golf Story, because those got tons of coverage. I'm talking about stuff that not everybody knows about. So um, you can email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com you can yell at me on twitter at runjumpstomp or you can call and leave a message using the anchor app the anchor app is free it's on both android and ios you simply find your show which is nintendo switchcraft you find that show after you find that show you click on it and then in the top right neck right below the the star is a button that says message. You click that message, hold the phone up to your ear, and send me a message, and I'll play it on the show. Uh, anyway, 
Before we get out of here, I want to take a second and talk about the giveaway. Uh, in seven days, I'm giving away this copy of Lego DC Supervillains. Uh, this was gifted to me by a listener and a very good friend of mine named Bravd. Uh, I'm giving this out to U.S. residents only because shipping is ridiculous when you get outside the U.S. Uh, if you haven't signed up for this, there's only seven days left. And if you want to sign up for it, it's super easy to do. Head on over to the website, which I have forgotten uh, the URL that you have to go to. So right now I am vamping while I find the URL because I, I've forgotten it again. It is runjumpstomp.com slash. Have you typed that yet? Type that runjumpstomp.com slash NSC dash Lego. And when you get there, the password is Batman. This is just for listeners, so don't tell anybody else. Thank you guys for listening. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you join our community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. We call it the nerd nest. Get over there. Join the over four or you know, over 500 other people and have an awesome conversation with rad people. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And if you're looking for more shows like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. That's where you're going to find StadiaCast, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, my other gaming show, uh, Run Jump Stomp. Uh, make sure that you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows and subscribe to all of them because they're all awesome like this one. Uh, if you want to check out the music from today's episode, it's Note Block, uh, the Balloon Trip Remix. And uh, if you want to check out any music, uh, it's easy to find. Go to runjumpstomp.com slash music. I will see you guys all next time. Until then, stay awesome. 